0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the goddamn podcast. No theme song, no bullshit. See, there's there's no theme song again. I know I had a theme song for a little while. I was playing some cool blues music, and I do like that. But here's the thing. Any impediment to me putting up a podcast is not good for me. And since now, because you're, you're not crazy, there's an extra podcast this week. You're like, didn't I just hear your stupid voice, Mark? didn't I? Well, yes. But I'm giving you a second podcast, which is, if you remember correctly, longtime listeners of the podcast, this is the original format, all right? I was going to do a Monday and a, and, a, and a Thursday podcast, you know, to fully copy Bill Burr, just to rip him off entirely. Is but it's not just Bill Burr. There's also, I think, Mark Marin does a Monday and a Thursday. Anyway, it's the smart thing to do. And I'll tell you, I was thinking, right? I'm a little guy. He's the I'm I'm a little guy swimming in a big pond. Do you know what I mean? So I figured me putting out two podcasts a week was probably overkill. You know, so I backed it off to one because you know, guys, it's not like I'm speaking to you know millions of people. I have hundreds of thousands, okay, not millions that tune into this podcast, and so I just I was like I'll do the one a week because really that's all that's all people can tolerate from me, but I gotta tell you something crazy happened, and that is the uh the numbers went way down like almost immediately upon doing the the one a week instead of the two a week now. I don't know if the numbers will start to go back up when you do the two. But see, here's my theory. My theory is that if you're just listening to the one podcast, it's one and done, right? So you, you turn it on Monday and you listen and then you yuck it up. You're like, oh, I love that Mark Bennett. Can't get enough of that Mark Bennett. Oh, my God. What a great Monday that was. Thanks to Mark Joseph Bennett and his goddamn podcast. And then on Tuesday, you forget that I exist. That's, that's my feeling about it. Whereas, you know, if you have another one coming up Thursday, then it's you, you stay on people's minds. Because there's just there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of podcasts. You know, you get lost in the shuffle. So it's probably no accident that these big players in the industry, in the old podcast industry, the big wheel of podcasts, it's probably no coincidence that these guys, I just saw two ladies in the parking garage walking with surgical masks on, and uh, no one's performing surgery down here in my parking garage, so... I just, I don't know. Are you like me? When you see people with the masks on, you feel like Armageddon is here? Like, I, it's some if those people are doing it because maybe they're sick and they're trying to prevent illness in other people, then, man, that's, that is very... Uh, as big of them, you know? That's a, uh, what do you call it? You know, when you're, I, I, I don't know. Maybe the two podcasts a week is too much for me because I can't think straight. Partly because I still haven't turned on the car. Uh, like, like I said two days ago, my last podcast, which was like, it felt like it was 30 seconds ago that I was in this car. But I won't turn on the car because... It wastes gas because I no longer have the Toyota Prius recording studio. We're in the Volvo XC60 recording studio, and while more luxurious, uh, gets stifling in here. It gets it gets absolutely stifling. But I will not turn it on because I'm saving gas. I'm downloading an app. I'm good on the insurance. I, I I drive very cautiously. Oh, and I'm actually it's one of the reasons I'm down in the car again today is that uh, I figured I'd just start up the podcast because I had to come to the car anyway and set up the Volvo on-call thing. Anyway, I'll talk about that in, in just a second. Oh, and I should also get to the meat of of this podcast because I'm gonna title this one something about like maybe John Mulaney and Sarah Silverman and people be like John Mulaney Sarah Silverman Who, why is he talking about those people I want to hear and and so far they've just heard me rant about how I should be doing two podcasts instead of one podcast and uh, and then I went on that aside uh, about the ladies with the masks on and what is that fucking word you know. I keep I keep trying to say gregarious but it's not gregarious. You know, where you're where you do something and you expect nothing in return. You know, remember friends had an episode where they said no act was one of altruism. Oh god in heaven. Altruism. Man oh man, I'm getting dumber. Getting dumber as I age. But it would be a a nice act of altruism if you're wearing the mask to keep people from your illness, you know, especially when you're drawing attention to yourself, making everyone look at you like like you're a diseased freak. But I don't think that's why they're doing it. I think they wear the masks because they think everyone else is a diseased freak. That's how I look at it. Any who's That's enough. That's enough of the of the. That shit where we'll just we'll get to the. John Mullaney, Sarah Silverman. Here's the thing. I'm already. I call it the rise of nice guy comedy. Okay? And uh did I finish? Did I finish everything about doing the two podcasts a week? Yeah, because that you're on people's minds. You stay current. Yada yada. Yeah, I think I think we've sewn it up nicely with a bow. It's just that's the thing is normally I, I like to organically go into my next topic, but I'm like kind of stopping short, you know, like the Volvo, which has a sensor in the front to stop if a pedestrian crosses and I don't stop, you know, which is great. That is a great safety feature as long as you didn't want to murder that person. If for murdering, it's a terrible feature, you know, I keep having these, you know, daydreams about uh, my upstairs neighbor, you know, and me accidentally, because God, listen, God knows people who are listening to me, the CIA and Google and whoever else is listening, God knows I don't I, I don't actually want to murder people. All right. But I have had these daydreams where maybe I just wasn't paying good enough attention, you know. And and that asshole whose fucking air conditioner leaks down into my bedroom every day. Goddamn summer, no matter how many times we tell him, no matter how many warnings he gets from the building management, still leaks it down through eight feet of concrete. Jesus H. Christ, buddy. I just have these daydreams. That uh, day I'm coming out of the parking garage and he's waddling his way to work and, uh, which, what does he do? You know? What kind of job does he do? Like the DMV or You know what I mean? Something, something that where everybody hates him. Maybe, maybe he's the guy who loses all your luggage at the airport. And then the car just, you know, it runs him over of its own accord. Of its own accord, CIA and FBI. Not, not, nothing from what I'm doing, but here's, now I got this new fancy car and it's going to save his life. You know? So there goes that daydream. So the Rise a nice guy comedy, ladies and jerps. Oh, and also I should tell you, this podcast is going to be shorter than uh, my my other podcast. My I'm going to do a longer one, my regular one, which is around around 45 minutes on uh, on Sunday night. I'll record it as per yish, you know. Then on Thursday, I'll get back in the old Volvo XC60 recording studio and uh, do maybe a 25 to 30 minute one. Do you know what I mean? Something like that. Here, here comes the person with the mask on in their in their face. What's what's going on here? Yeah, are we under attack? Is there is there a chemical weapon here? Oh, now I just realized I'm I, I am actually being listened to by the CIA. Man, you say fucking chemical weapon on your goddamn podcast. You look out. So the Rise of Nice Guy comedy. I felt it coming for a while, guys. I let me tell you something. You want to get the pulse of the world, you come to Mark Bennett and the I said shut up podcast. I fuck. I tell you what, I was I was the first person, as far as I could see, to be pointing out that Netflix was was ruining comedy by putting out special after special after special. Now everybody's talking about it. Not give me any credit. You know what I mean? Maybe if I was doing two podcasts a week, this whole time, I would be getting the credit I deserved. So Netflix was just just pumping them out. And now, of course, it has come to everyone's attention that there's way too many comedy specials. Most people aren't very good at comedy. You know, and, and even if they are very good at comedy, they're not good enough to be able to put out a brand new special every single year, no matter who they are. And especially if they're a very popular comedian, they're very busy in their everyday life. They have many tasks. They're probably writing movies, writing TV shows. You know, they're being flown around if I can, to fucking do their tour dates and they get on talk shows. and They've got a million things to do, hosting award shows and shit. And you expect those people to have enough time to do another Full hour-long special in a year? Impossible! And that's why so many of them are so bad. Even from names who are very good, they're coming out with bad specials. But that being said, I picked up on that. And now here's the next trend I picked up on. You guys can write it down. Write it down on uh, Thursday, May 24th. Hey, the 24th, it's the 24th of May, and we like to get away in uh, the the May 24th long weekend. It was this past weekend. I I never understand when they do the long weekend, the Memorial Day or the whatever. Anyway, in Newfoundland, we call it the May 2-4, and everybody goes camping, even though it's snowing there right now. You still go camping, and you drink beers, you know, and you get a 2-4. You get a case of 24, and y'all share it. And you sleep in a tent and you'll wake up and you feel gross. And you're like, why? In that Christ did we sleep in a tent? No one ever enjoys waking up in a tent. It's wet. No matter what has happened in life, it's wet on the inside of a tent. It's just, ugh. Man, oh man, do I hate camping. I'll I'll go to a cottage, you know, as long as the cottage has Wi-Fi. I, I'm a princess. And I, I don't apologize for it. Now that's one of the things that me and the wife have in common. We're both princesses. Now we both hate camping. We both we don't mind vacationing. We will cottage, you know? We'll go to the cottage. Well and we'll get in our yacht and our sailing boats. But we will not just put our faces up against a wet flap of a tent. Jesus Christ. May twenty fourth. Write it down. Mark Bennett has identified the trend of nice guy comedy. And I don't mean to be sexist about it, especially in this current climate that we have in the world. A correct climate, one, trying to create equality amongst the sexes should have been done a long time ago. That's one of the reasons that nice guy comedy is going to take hold so bad. So bad, not that's a bad way to phrase it, take hold so so tightly is, uh, I don't know, maybe tightly is also, it doesn't sound right when you're trying to, you know, when you're talking about the Me Too movement, the nice guy, tightly, no. All right, before this goes off the rails entirely, I mean to say it could just be nice person comedy. Perhaps I should call it the rise of nice comedy. It just doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't have the same ring to it. John Mulaney, the reason, and John Mulaney, he, I think he's spearheading this movement. And that's why I've started with the nice guy comedy. But I got to say, this is why Sarah Silverman is also in the title of this podcast, is uh, reading a GQ article. I don't get the magazine, but I used to. And they still send me emails and, and it always has articles on it. And let me tell you something, all the articles, almost every fucking article is about, you know, how to keep it up or uh, what she likes in the bedroom or how to get your lady to do anything she wants. And let me tell you, I never click on them. Never. Because number 1, I don't care about my wife's satisfaction. Number 2, I don't want to just encourage that type of shit. They get that that clickbaity so like the more you click on any headline in like any email you're giving, if you're getting the Qura, you know, question, hey, are, are Macs or PCs better? And then you click on that, you're going to get a thousand more emails with related questions to Mac and PC, and it's just—I mean, it's—it's it's obvious at this point. But I mean, you. So when GQ sends me these fucking things about uh, how to um, get your stiffy extra stiff and blood, I just go no, no, I'm not even clicking on it. Even if I desperately need to know that information, I'm not clicking on it. But I did click on this one. It said, uh, uh, "If you haven't uh, met the new Silverman, uh, the new Sarah Silverman, you need to." Here's the thing: she's nice now, something like that. And so I click on it and I read the article, and she is like, first of all, she's always, according to most comedians, she's always been a very nice person. But her stage persona, as you know, most of you anyway. It was very crass at times. She would say shocking things, you know. She did a sketch uh, on her show where she was in blackface. And, uh, you know, she says she regrets that, and so she should. Um, but she thought that because she was a liberal-minded person, and everybody knew that about her, when she did those things, they were done ironically. And you knew, like she she said the phrase... I thought it was okay for me to use racism to combat racism, and it was not okay. And she said, so all you can do is learn from your mistakes. And so she has a a show called uh, I Love You, America, I think. It's on Hulu, and uh, I haven't watched it, to be fair. But I did see some clips where she was talking about Louis C.K. and how how can you love someone who's done something – can you love someone who's – Who's done stuff that's very bad, and she says yes, you can, uh, but it's it's an awful feeling. And she she had some really heartfelt, good things to say about that, and um, and it's great because she was a woman, so uh, you could take what she said much more seriously than if it was a guy who was talking about how much he loved Louis C.K. You know, so um, that. I did notice. I said that seems like a major tone shift for her. That was that was what I thought. And sure enough, apparently that that's what this article was saying that this show like she goes to uh the Middle America, you know, she she talks to hangs out with Trump supporters for a while and she doesn't mock them or make fun. She challenges them on some stuff and they challenge her on some stuff, but they all have a good laugh. And you know, so she's What she's trying to do is this something I was talking about with other comedians uh, when when Trump first got elected. My my overwhelming feeling was, uh, man, we're just uh, something's off. People people aren't communicating with each other, because if you were watching the TV I was watching, it was going to be a landslide for Hillary. You know, just a fucking landslide with the John Stewarts and the John Olivers and the and the you know the New York Times and the all the news outlets I was watching. God knows I wasn't watching Fox News. You know, I'm not some kind of crazy liberal guy. It's just I find Fox News to be not not the news. So plus I'm in Canada, so most of my news is from Canadian news sources. So I'm certainly not tuning in to uh, a. United States right-wing news publication. But I do like entertainment and some of these shows with Jon Stewart and John Oliver and that, uh, and, uh, and the Bill Maher, like they have comedians on them. So I, I watched them. So, and everybody seemed to be in line. We're all, we're all on the same page. It kind of fucking sucks that Bernie Sanders sort of got screwed over, but you know, Hey, at least we're going to have the first female president. Hooray. You know, that was kind of the vibe, right? And then they just, the Democrats just got decimated all across uh, the United States. And um, it's just, it's one of these things where I was saying, clearly, we're not talking to each other. You know what I mean? There are people who believe, if you just believe different things now, you just ignore the person who doesn't believe the thing you believe. And, uh, and you can do that. You can have those reinforced opinions Right, you just tune in into what you want to hear, and uh, it, it's creating a big divide. But you guys know that, right? So, I was thinking in my own small way, because for a while, for just a little while, I was starting to do comedy. I was starting to get a little bit more heavy-handed. You know, I started saying, you know, shit about religion that was, you know, pretty in your face. Started. I don't know. I don't know if you'd call it talking down to people, but basically the the way I was looking at it was, you know, uh, um, religious people or or people who believe things that I don't believe seem to be yelling about their beliefs. They seem to be yelling their shit pretty loud. How come I have to not how come I have to apologize and be all nice to everybody else? And, oh, I respect your beliefs. I respect everything. Why do I have to respect it? You. Why don't you respect what I believe, which is nothing? I don't believe anything. Why don't you respect that? But that's, that's not how you get through to other people. It's not, and it's not nice. And there's reasons people believe what they believe. You know, and you shouldn't be such a goddamn megalomaniac that uh, you're a right and everybody should listen to you. You know, but you can, you can have sensible conversations with people. And the way I was thinking is that, look, if people like me, on stage doing stand-up comedy my overall views of the world you know my my uh you know thesis for living that's gonna come through you know my way of being and so let's just try to get everybody in the comedy club to have a good time and uh maybe that'll help like that bill burr who i mentioned off the top whose podcast i have modeled my podcast after because his is the one i like the most and uh He's done a masterful job of walking down the center and getting uh, both right and left wing people, religious, non religious people, to listen to him. And uh, it's a very it's a good way to be. So I think Sarah Silverman is doing her version of that right now. And um, you're talking about a pretty pretty uh, noted shock comic who said some pretty nasty things. And of course we know she's kidding around. Of course we know she's being ironic. But at the same time, they were things that probably a lot of people didn't want to hear, uh, who didn't agree with her politics in general. So I think she knows now and, and she's been reaching out to people. So like some some guy on Twitter called her a, a cunt and uh which she didn't mind, but she was reading through his tweets and it was all this racism stuff, racism, racism. And then in one tweet, he said his back really hurts a lot. He's in a lot of pain. And so she wrote to him, you do sound like you're in a lot of pain. And apparently they started corresponding via direct message on Twitter. Uh She helped him with his medical bills because he had a, he had a back that he just couldn't get fixed. And, uh, You know, he and and so he said, like, she broke down his defenses, and she uh, turned out to be a really great person, and he was really acting out of anger and and fear for a a, a lot of it because he couldn't afford his medical bills. And here he's in a country that was not helping him uh, afford his medical bills, etc., etc. So they've opened up a dialogue. I'm I'm sure he's not, you know, maybe he's not a Bernie Sanders-thumping, like, uh, atheist now, but... Isn't that a better way to be, to 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 get along with people? So, Buddy went from trolling her, and she had to be the bigger person at the time. You know, she had to she had to be the one to go. You know what? Let's uh, let's throw down the swords, okay? What what's going on, man? Is there something we can talk about? It's just, I think it's the way to do it. Now, John Mulaney, he does he's doing it in a in a different way i think he's just being straight up um family friendly comedy i wouldn't call it family friendly like he swears a bit and he's you know but but it's definitely comedy that most people can watch and not get offended and it's such it's done with such skill and it's so funny that um I think he's going to garner a lot of fans. He already has millions of fans. But uh even more are going to be listening to him. And of course his politics, he's you know, he's a writer for Saturday Night Live, he's a New York Elite. So he's definitely a left leaning person, but and he does mention Trump a little bit in his new special. But he doesn't he doesn't really go at it the way that a lot of people go at it, you know? He's uh there's, there's the people in my fucking parking garage. They're still here. I think they're moving out, so they just parked their car like right behind me. They've got their surgical masks on. Maybe maybe they're not moving out. Maybe they're moving asbestos. Maybe I'm sitting here getting cancer right now. Which reminds me, guys, oh, I gotta keep this short of our, Oh my god, I'm already at twenty four minutes. Jesus Christ, guys. I was gonna talk about the keto diet. And uh, you know what? So I'll just sum up the 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 nice guy comedy by saying it's emboldened me to be less bold. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I do feel like I feel like that style does suit me better. You know, I like for a while, the, the Louis C.K. Uh, comedy was really was really in vogue. And I do like what Louis did do to comedy, which was he turned it into a much more. Uh, honest, conversational type of comedy. And uh, that was good. But it also was it's quite vulgar uh, at times. And um, and a lot of people doing offshoots of that. There was a lot of in-your-face comedy. There was a lot of, fuck you, I'm right, you're wrong. A lot of, you know, if you don't believe what I believe, you're stupid. A lot of that, you know? And not, not necessarily from Louis, just offshoots of that type of thing. But now, of course, with, you know... Guys like Louie going down because he was not acting in a good way. And, um, you know, people like Al Franken getting taken down as well. Like, you just, you see that you should just, you should be a better person, right? Don't be doing shit that uh, people then can rightfully say, you don't get a job anymore because you did that shit. And to me, it's just, it, it's going to create more, of uh, an overall vibe of uh, being a decent person, which means doing comedy that's not uh, divisive, you know? Doing comedy that's not going to just create a further wedge between people. Doing comedy that, sure, make people laugh. Make them laugh as hard as as you can. But you don't have to do it by upsetting 40% of your audience. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to... And if you do want to change people's minds for the better hopefully uh the best way to do it is to get them to to be open with you. You know, that's what Sarah Silverman was saying, like it creates an openness when when you uh connect with people. So it's a better way. It's a better way to do it. That's what I, I don't know. That's what I think anyway. But the keto diet. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Man, it's 30 minute structure. I feel I feel like I'm pressed for time. With the uh the keto diet. So my, my brother, I was staying at his place for a while in Ottawa, and they were just eating bacon and chicken wings uh for every meal. And while to some people that sounds great, I was getting sick. I was just getting sick looking at it, going, all right. And that doesn't seem good. What What's going on? And then they were just, they between handfuls of cheese, they told me they were doing the keto diet. And so I watched this documentary that they watched that convinced them to do it. Because I'm an open-minded guy. And um, it was done, it was called The Magic Pill or something, and it was done by an Australian celebrity chef. Because no one, no one should tell you how to eat more Then a celebrity chef, like God knows this guy, is putting out a fucking keto book and a a keto restaurant. And he just, and he also, he looked like he was with his capped teeth and he had his wife on the thing with her surgeried up face. And I'm like, yeah, you're the guys I want to listen to. And uh, how? How could it be butter in your coffee, not kidding, butter in your coffee, bacon with like every meal, How in the Christ? And they're saying it's healthy. It's healthy for you because you're going to use fat. But the thing is, so I read up on it because, guys, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to give you a totally ignorant podcast. I just want it to be mostly ignorant. And uh, the the way that it's actually, if you actually do do it well, it does sound like it has some merits. You know, like your brain uh, will. Your brain likes fat. That's why babies, had drink they drink whole milk. Breast milk is very fatty. You try to get as much fat as you can into those little fat blobs of baby because it's really good for their brain. So uh, if you get yourself in a state of ketosis, which sounds like you have bad breath, but if you get yourself in a state of ketosis, you're, you will be burning fat for your energy and not carbohydrates. And so that's the whole premise of the thing. But... The problem with that is you have to eat like no carbohydrates and it has to be a very high fat diet with not a high protein content. So most of it is fat. Protein is like 13% or something like that because if you if you have too much protein, that interferes with your insulin response apparently and that'll fuck you up too. So it's, it's a very high fat diet, but the fats, and this is where I think my brother's going wrong with the chicken wings, the red meat and the bacon is that the different fats uh you know have different like and and they do granted they do say you can have animal fats but see the animals they all have to be these grass fed Uh, animals in organic farms and all this shit because if the animals are eating shitty chemical foods, then their fats are full of shitty chemicals and you're not really going to get those benefits. And you also have to eat fruits and vegetables, which my brother does not do, but apparently you do need to do that and you have the vegetable oils and the olive oils and stuff like that and that all helps, you know? So I suppose there's probably some merit. There's something to it. But uh, I I just don't see how it's a healthier diet than a, say, a Mediterranean diet where you're eating, say, fish, lots of fruits and vegetables. And, yeah, so what? You have some pasta sometimes. Honest to God, carbohydrates are food energy. But, like, so what they say, the ketosis people, they're like, well, you know, normally this diet's used for for people who have type 2 diabetes or, or kids with epilepsy, you know, there, there's there been medical reasons to switch to this diet, but if you don't have medical reasons to switch to it, you better be goddamn careful, and you can't fuck up at all. Because once you eat any carbohydrates, your brain no longer is in the state of ketosis, and you, and you don't, or your body is not in the state of ketosis, and you don't burn the fat for your energy. Anyway, my wife the other day, uh, we watched a documentary, and it's seeping in. I feel like maybe we're not eating enough good fats. You know what I mean? So now we're trying to make sure our diet is even healthier even though we're doing mostly vegetarian vegan shit you know maybe maybe our brains don't have enough fat we're gonna get stupid maybe that's why i couldn't remember altruism at the beginning of the goddamn podcast so my wife put butter in her coffee this morning and she almost threw up so what i'm saying is guys do a bit of research I, I, I'll i talk more about this probably next podcast because I'm, I'm going to read a little bit more about it. I'm going to talk to my friend who's a dietitian. I probably should have spoken to him before I started yammering. But you know what, guys? I got two podcasts to do this week. What am I supposed to do? Right? Get prepared. Go fuck yourself. All right. Let's see. Oh, 30, 32 minutes. Not bad. Not bad. A little bit over. You got a little bonus. A little bonus Benny. Well, thanks so much for listening. I, uh, if you like the two podcasts, let me know. Fact is, I'm going to keep doing it anyway, right? Because, fuck, I, I like it. I like doing it. So uh, And I find that if I wait a whole week to start a podcast, by the time I sit down to do it, I was like, what was I going to talk about? Didn't I have a couple of things I wanted to mention? But if I talk more, you know, then, then like more shit comes to me. Like, what I should be doing is a podcast every day. Who wants a podcast every day, guys? Huh? I'm not going to do that. I'm not insane. Right? I'm actually going to go upstairs now. I'm going to drive out of my parking garage, try to set up this Volvo on-call thing. I'll tell you about that on the next podcast, which should be any day now. Maybe, Maybe tomorrow. You don't know. That's it for me. I said shut up. Good night.